0: Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Podcast. This is your Main Street Cred Edition with my co-host Tony Colombo in studio. This is our happy place. Welcome, welcome in. How you doing, Tony?
2: Welcome to our happy place. So great.
0: We've been doing this episode weekly, uploading it in the early part of the week. We have another episode that uh, uploads later in the week, and this is where we talk to you about some of those kind of heritage things that that the Walt Disney World Company has put into the parks, the extras, the fun extras. And Tony walks you through all those, and then at the end, I'm going to update you on the latest news uh, in all things Disney World. And yes, in fact, Disney has spoken on the coronavirus issue, so stick around Ooh, for that. Yeah. Interested to hear what I they have said? I haven't heard that yet, yeah. so I'm well, very interested. This is where you interested. come for your news. You do. Your Disney World news.
2: You, dang right, you do. <laughs> the
0: important stuff.
2: Yep, so I mentioned, you know, since we started this podcast, that there are things around Disney World and all the parks everywhere, that is a disney owned anything there's a there's details as annie mentioned there's secrets there's a whole lot there's backstories there's entire uh, stories dedicated to little things pictures on the wall that you wouldn't even realize has all this history and this meaning behind it and this stuff is everywhere every
0: single thing at disney world is purposeful yeah yep everything like- Everything. Yeah. Everything. The color of everything, the location of everything, the thought of what this particular place looks like to somebody like Tony and, and me, who are like, you know, around five feet, six feet tall, or like 5'10? What are you? Six? Mm,
2: five, eight. Five, eight?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm five, eight.
2: Six foot. No. It's a Dang. podcast.
0: You can be as tall as you want.
2: I'm six, four.
0: Six, four. <laughs> I <laughs> spelt 185. Yeah, you got that right. Um, you know, if you're an adult, I have a real hard time
2: putting on weight. I just eat and eat and eat and I can't.
0: Yeah, you need to stop doing these push-ups right now. We need to do this podcast. Um, if you are viewing something from the the perspective of an adult, there are places in Disney World that looks purposely different from the the viewpoint of a child. It's mm-hmm. it's just the the detail is amazing and it's it makes everywhere. especially if you haven't been ever before, or maybe you were there a long time ago, a lot of this detail really makes the trip more magical.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly, that's a perfect way to put it, It makes it more magical, especially since, I say this every week, there's plenty of money being spent and time standing in lines at Disney World. And that is two things that can kind of take you away from the magic when you're standing in long lines When you feel like you could be doing things um, uh, better with your time. Well, here's some things that you can do that are free that don't require standing in any lines little bits of trivia or little adventures you can go on inside the parks and I talked about the scavenger hunt to find the phone in the magic kingdom uh, on the first episode that we did this I think the second episode first mm-hmm. time we talked about the details um so you can go back and hear that and I'm going to start this week with my next scavenger hunt that I just learned about this is new Yeah so I just learned about this I have not, not
0: coronavirus I haven't done
2: this one myself yet so this Uh, Last couple weeks, I have stuck in Magic Kingdom, and there's plenty more to talk about in Magic Kingdom. So we'll be back to Magic Kingdom soon. But uh, today, we're going to talk about Epcot. Hmm. Um, I still call it Epcot Center. I don't think Disney calls it Epcot Center anymore. Like the whole park? Yeah. No. What do they call it now? Epcot. That's it? Epcot. Okay. They used to call it Epcot Center. Yeah. Right? Mm. I think they did. It might have been 30 years ago, but I I think they did. Maybe,
0: maybe
2: I. I literally still call it Epcot Center.
0: It's okay. You're allowed. You I
2: want to want to say Epcot Center, but I don't think that that's...
0: You saying that is familiar to me. So I think that it pro- maybe was, because I think we went in 1991, and then yeah. I didn't go again until 2018. So right. some stuff happened in between there. Yeah. Like me getting married, having in 90, kids. In
2: 1991, growing yeah. up, becoming an adult. And that was
0: when it was pretty new.
2: Yeah. So I think it was called Epcot Center way back then. So anyway, Epcot. It. Yes. Epcot. These are all... Uh, Dealing with Epcot, mostly the World Showcase within Epcot, and like I said,
0: I love the the World Showcase. Next time
2: we go, my next scavenger hunt that I'm going to go on with my kids, like when we ran around looking for the phone, originally known as Epcot
0: Center from the park's opening in 1982 until 1993. There you go, which is when I I was in 91 when I went. So it was Epcot Center. Epcot Center. I knew it. It's been how long has it not been that, though? In 1994, the name was changed to Epcot 94, then Epcot 95 the following year. I think maybe- They they
2: couldn't keep that theme going very long.
0: Yeah. Now it's just (laughs) Epcot. Okay. And it stands for, some people don't know this, the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow because it was Walt Disney's dream. It was supposed to be like an actual functioning community at first. He had-
2: Walt Disney had like honestly introduced this idea to the government. Yeah. Like, here's how we should build cities. Hmm. and Epcot is the example of, well, the Tomorrowland part of Epcot, not the World Showcase part, the other part of Future Epcot. Future World. Future World. Tomorrowland's a major game.
0: Which is being completely redone yeah. now.
2: Future World inside Epcot is is built as Walt Disney's example of how to build a city.
0: They'd have really futuristic things like vacuums that were robots that would roam around your house and clean up your floors, Yeah, which we now have, Yeah, and many other things, touchscreens. Was ooh, it I a should've... big deal.
2: I'm gonna throw in a bonus now, just off the top of my head. Bonus that I didn't even take notes on. I should have saved this for a future episode. But um, oh no, 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 scratch that because it's 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 in Tomorrowland, not in Future World. It's okay. a, it's in Magic Kingdom, not we'll in Epcot Center. That. Yeah, so I will go back to that one. But oh, that's a good one. I'm
0: excited. That's about... a good
2: one for a future episode.
0: <laughs> Write it down. I am. I'm excited about the the developments that are taking place, like big developments taking place at Epcot right now, because Future World looked like yesterday's Future World. And yeah. it's not going to look like that anymore. Right. A lot of cool things happening.
2: There. Yeah, it kind of looked like Star Wars, like what they thought the future was going to look in the 60s, what yeah. they thought the future was going to look like yeah. doesn't look like the future anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of Epcot, but they're fixing it. Yeah. And it's still great. Yep. And World Showcase is so Oh my cool. God. So that's where we're going to start. World Showcase That's where most of the, the stuff uh, today is. So my, the next time I'm there with my kid and we have some time and we want to go on a fun little scavenger hunt. Inside Epcot, inside World Showcase, inside Canada, which is kind immediately
0: of immediately to the right. Yeah,
2: like the first, if you're going that way, it's the first country you go do into. Do you go
0: Mexico first, or do you have you done the World Showcase before? Yeah, How, do, which way do you go? First? I've always
2: gone Canada first. <laughs>
0: <I> figures.
2: <laughs> you go Mexico first. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: There's what? the margaritas.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. You need to
0: start your trip didn't out think about that. correctly. I I mean not that there's not delicious things to drink right. in Canada, but unless they're Canadian margaritas, I'm going left.
2: So go to Canada. There's actually two here's what here's, here's a here's a real bonus for you. There's actually one really well-known, kind of well-lit, everybody's going this path to go into Canada. There's a second entrance into Canada that takes you hmm. kind of on a little rope bridge on a pretty long walk. On a rope bridge that goes right up next to the waterfall that's coming off the uh, the rocks there, mm-hmm. right in front of Canada, and takes you right up to the um, O Canada building. And not very many people know that you can even go that way. Yeah. And so it's kind of a little lesser
0: Kind of a serene walk. place, too, to go if you have yeah. little kids. Do you know kids, what I'm talking about? Have you been on that bridge? I know where you're talking about. I've okay. never gone back there. It doesn't look like Again, it goes I always anywhere. start with margaritas right? in Mexico, right. so Canada might not get its due. <laughs> well, it
2: doesn't look like it doesn't look like there's a little sign that says, like, oh, Canada, with an arrow pointing to the bridge. But the bridge looks like it kind of just walks into the rocks and then disappears. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. there's a whole trail back there. And... Not very many people because everybody else is going the other way, and the bridge is pretty skinny, so it looks like kind of a tight little walk. And so everybody goes that way, but if you go the on that rope bridge... You have to check that out. Yeah, it's a really cool little path that takes you into Canada.
0: There's a lot of different things that people... A bonus. Specifically, I have a friend who has a child with sensory needs. Mm-hmm. There are several places in World Showcase that are really neat to go and explore that are not as... Nuts!
2: There's nobody ever walking on this thing, As, and you go right between the rocks, and you go right mm-hmm. up, like you can touch the waterfall. You're so close. So
0: to a it. really cool place that instead of just sitting and waiting for someone to get off a ride, yeah. that you may not want to ride, or that maybe a kid doesn't want to ride, go explore. Right. Very cool.
2: And now I'll finally get to it. Speaking of exploring, <laughs> once oh, you're in yet. Canada, no, we haven't even started with number one yet. Once we're once you're in Canada, uh, go into the toy soldier store. And I haven't even done this yet myself, but Mm -hmm. apparently inside the toy soldier store, somewhere in the back, there is a door that has a glass window on the door that says cast members only. But if you, you can't go in it, obviously, but if you look inside, it's a fully themed Disney room that used to be the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet area. No. So it's Christopher Robin's bedroom. In Canada? Yeah. Mm Hmm. It's it's Christopher Robin's bedroom.
0: Oh, I've heard of. It's okay, it's back
2: in the Toy Story, or in the Toy Soldier.
0: I'm glad you said that because I've heard of Christopher Robin's bedroom, and I looked for it. But it's
2: closed. But, but I they was, haven't touched it.
0: But you can see, can't you see in you the can door? You can see in it. Yes. Yes.
2: So that's what that is going to so be. If you're be our a Winnie next, the Pooh fan, especially if you're Winnie oh, Pooh, especially a huge if you're Winnie the, the Pooh, especially if you're the Winnie the Pooh fan, you go into the Toy Soldier store in Canada and find this door. Apparently, it's somewhere in the back. Kind of, it's it's very nondescript and hidden. And but if you can find it, it says cast members only, so you can't go in it. But you can look inside, and it is a fully themed Winnie the Pooh room. It's Christopher, Christopher Robin's bedroom. Room. Yeah, it's that's got his. so cool. It's got yeah. And it used to be where they did the meet and greets uh, when you would meet Winnie the Pooh and get your stuff signed. That's where they did it. But they moved that, I think, in 2016. But they never. They never have touched the room. So it's still Christopher Robin's bedroom back there, which is really, for me, that so, is something that is so
0: cool. If you've got a kiddo that so is... So go on
2: your scavenger hunt to find Christopher Robin's bedroom.
0: That's the type of thing that you get to go seek out and find and show your kids and tell them this is really Christopher Robin's bedroom. Because yeah, it is. Because it is. And that that will be Well, a that's kind of the point. Moment. Like,
2: Disney still... Disney still recognizes it as Christopher Robin's bedroom. That's why they haven't so touched cool. it. That's why they haven't changed it. That's why they haven't done anything with it. Because they still recognize that room as Christopher Robin's bedroom. So it's fully themed, completely. It's really I've seen pictures. I haven't been I haven't done this yet because I just learned about it. I can't wait to do it. And yeah tell your kids that it, it is his bedroom or tell them that it's a secret room that nobody you know that because yeah. it is it's a secret room that nobody knows about but yeah let's do. try to find it it's something fun that you can do that nobody else is doing you don't have to stand in line to do it maybe if there's bad weather the thing is inside so maybe it's a good way to kill some time if it's if it's if you're going through one of those 30 minute rain showers in Florida um and uh and and have a little free bonus fun. So very cool. I that's I'm for sure. Doing that this year. Can't wait to try to find Christopher I Robbins
0: Love bedroom. Winnie the Pooh. I'm actually almost not emotionally stable enough to go and read Winnie the Pooh to my kids. Like my <laughs> husband has to do that. There is heavy stuff in that yeah, that not book. A big
2: Winnie, I'm not a big
0: one. Yeah, I've heard. heard.
2: Yeah, we've had this discussion I
0: was on the radio before.
2: <laughs> not a big Winnie the Pooh, but but is it I because will definitely you, do have that.
0: Have you ever read it cover to cover? No. Well, don't. It will wreck you. <laughs> It will ruin.
2: I've wa- I've only watched the. You will look at your children and want to and...
0: freeze and pause time. I'm sure every about that. moment that yeah. you see them. it just it breaks my heart. And then I'm like, let's read it again. Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> it's weird to me that Eeyore's tail is pinned on him. Uh, number two. He's a toy. I know, but he's talking. I don't know. I don't know. I,
0: don't I know hate what. to break this to you. They're all toys. It's Christopher Robin's imagination. Yeah, I know. Eeyore isn't actually, in fact, real. I know. Unless he is.
2: Kind of like Calvin and Hobbes. (laughs) All right, here we go. Number two. Uh, Germany and China are right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And there is a bridge that doesn't look like anything but a bridge that takes you from Germany into China. It's right by... From like
0: the the back...
2: Yeah, it's right by it's right by the uh uh African outpost. Huh. Little store, little shop, little African outpost shop. There's a bridge, okay? That goes
0: But it's not under like the like From w-
2: Germany into China. My
0: husband and I were able to explore a lot more in World Showcase when it was mm-hmm. just the two of us. And we went into China through the big entrance way. So that's yeah. a different.
2: It's a different. Cool. It's a different. Yes. You can
0: sneak into China.
2: And yes you can. And you want to do this, <laughs> this trick that I'm about to tell you, you want to be in German, on the Germany side, not the China side. Although you can be on the China side and still see this, you get a better view from the Germany side. So find the um, African Outpost mm-hmm. shop in Germany, which is right on the border of China, right on this bridge, which doesn't look like anything but a regular old bridge, but it's actually a lift bridge. And sometime every single day between 4 and 5 o'clock, oh. they lift it and all the barges go into the lagoon for the fireworks show that night.
0: Which I think right now is called Epcot Forever. Something like but that. But then it's going to turn into Harmonious at but some you point. But
2: You get to like right up close see... All of the barges, like all how the fireworks stuff and all the decorations, like the big, huge globe mm-hmm. that's out there in the middle of the water and all the it like, just put, put, put right through the, yeah. the drawbridge. And you never you never get to see that stuff up close. It's always way out in the middle of the lagoon while you're watching the fireworks. But you can actually see all of this stuff up close, especially if you're kind of a geek about the fireworks, like mm-hmm. how big are these fireworks? How many of them? Like, seriously, what would this how would this look up close? You can see it all up close. It takes about seven minutes for all the barges to go through. It happens every day between four and five o'clock. Right there at that bridge, right by the African outpost, Germany and China. You get a better view from the Germany side, but if you get stuck on the China side, you can still see it over there as well. But that, to me, if I just stumbled on that, I would be like,
0: "Whoa!" Yeah, check, check this, this out. out. Like you're kind of getting to see backstage a little bit. You're getting to see. Yeah,
2: you are. You're getting to see behind the, the curtain. Or
0: if you don't wanna get stuck, know what time that goes. Because you know that <laughs> yeah. the drawbridge is gonna go yeah, it up. It happens and it's between
2: four and five. Slow and down and It only your takes progress. about seven minutes. Yeah. So which is got they they gotta be cooking if they're getting through there in five minutes. I'm I sure mean, they are because there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. involved in that in that fireworks show. So that's where that's the entrance. That's how they get into the lagoon every night, right through that spot. Very cool. So that's where you can stand and wait, be around that area in the four o'clock hour. And if you want to see that stuff up close and personal, that's how you do it. Another cool little scavenger hunt or a little secret that you can take your kids on. Um,
0: You're gonna, kids are going to think you just know everything. Yeah, right? Come over here at this time. We're yep. going to see this. Go around this corner. We're going to see that. Yeah.
2: So um, this is a perfect time if we're going to talk about Erica. Are we going to promote Erica at yes! All
0: today? Yes. Erica Murphy. Mm
2: hmm. Is, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Yeah,
0: she's on with me on the one that's later, and it's just like Disney World planning for first-timers or for people who just like to have conversations about planning Disney World vacations. Um, she is our friend, first and foremost. She, she, she became our Disney travel agent mm-hmm. after the fact. We knew her beforehand. She worked at the radio station with us. She has changed her, her day job, but she does all of this travel planning. She's done it for Tony. She's done it for myself. She's done it for... I don't know, a dozen other people who work in the building here with us, and she's the best. So you can reach out to her on Facebook, Erica Murphy, Magic Expeditions, Erica's E-R-I-K-A, or Erica at expeditions.com is her email address, direct contact Erica. And you can just ask her questions. You don't have to, you know, you're not writing any checks. You're not giving credit card numbers or anything to start the conversation with her. If you've ever thought about planning a vacation, in my opinion, she's the absolute best. She's who I use. Yeah.
2: So this is one of the things, it's not necessarily a secret, but it's one of the things that people like Erica will know that you won't know and unless you've done all this research (laughs) so uh, it's better to just use their knowledge on things like this Um, there is a second entrance to epcot that a lot of people don't know of that's right by the international gateway it's not the commonly used um, entrance which means it is not as busy and you don't stand in line as long and you get in a whole lot faster but most people don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not very busy. We always, I've talked about this before, we always stay at the Polynesian when we go to Disney World. Half of the reason that we stay at the Polynesian. I mean, we love the Polynesian. We love it for its, the theming. We love the pool. We love, but but half the reason that we stay at the Polynesian is because of how easy it is to get to the Magic Kingdom. Access from the po- yes, to the castle. Because you can get, there's a there's a boat. That takes you from the. It only goes. The boat only runs from the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian to Magic Kingdom. There's nobody forth. else to. There's nowhere else to get on the boat. There's no other way to get on the boat. And the boat has its own special interest entrance to Magic Kingdom. So when I get on this boat, in the boat comes every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're just constantly going. So when we are in our, when we're at the resort there at the Polynesian and we have, and it's a Magic Kingdom day, which we always go at least twice. We always do the Magic Kingdom twice and the other parks only once when we're there because that's how much we love the Magic Kingdom. So when it's a Magic Kingdom day, we get on this boat and we get we get to the Magic Kingdom and we just walk right in and we could see everybody else, all the people that drove a car, all the people that took the monorail, all, all the, the suckers, all the people that rode a bus, <laughs> all of the other people are coming into the, the main regular entrance And they're standing in line forever waiting. We have our, the boat has its own metal detector and its own entrance. And we can be, I can be in my room at the resort and then standing in the Magic Kingdom in the entrance already through the line and everything in 15 minutes. So cool. It's incredible. So for me, that's a really important thing because there's plenty of other places to be standing in line. And I don't want to be standing in line waiting to get into the park. So. That's, and that's why people can like Erica can help you on things like this there's a second entrance to Epcot Center it's right there at the International Gateway and if it's convenient for you to use it then you should because you're going to get in a whole lot faster a lot of the people that stay in the Epcot hotels it's it's in it's it's even closer than the regular Beach entrance Club, anyway which is
0: where we're staying in the summer is yeah, the so closest to boardwalk and the Skyliner is there. which is the biggest deal. That will change, I think, a little bit of it being less known because the Skyliner will take you to places like Caribbean Beach and Riviera and um, some of the value resorts that go through Hollywood Studios. However... It's still, especially now with the construction that's going on in the future world part, I've read lots of articles, lots of stories of people who are going to that main, that front entrance and due to the construction and the flow of people going in, being mm-hmm. inhibited by a lot of the partitions and stuff that are up, that the going in through the International Gateway is a huge, huge pro tip. And a good have suggestion. you ever
2: walked from Hollywood Studios to Epcot Center? Yes. No, yeah.
0: But when I went, it was Epcot because it was after 1993. Did was, I say
2: Epcot Center again? You did. Oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've, I've, I, I was not when I was six. I never made that walk. Um, actually, I don't think. From, yeah, no, M, it was MGM. It was MGM Studios yeah. and Epcot Center. Now so it's did Hollywood you walk Studios. from
2: Hollywood to Epcot? Yes. And so th- did you go through the International yes. Gateway then? Because it's only like a mile, right? It's like so a one-mile walk, 15, we, 20 minutes.
0: We had breakfast at uh, the Rapunzel. Is it Rapunzel? Yeah, I think it's Rapunzel and the Little Mermaid on the Boardwalk. Trattoria El Forno, I think, is what it's called. Sounds right. We had breakfast there, and we thought, oh, because we we always wanted to stay at the Boardwalk. I love the Boardwalk. We've never stayed there. We're doing a split stay this summer. We're staying at Beach Club for the first half and Boardwalk for the second half. And we're like, let's take the walk from Boardwalk to Hollywood Studios. And we had like an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old that was in a stroller easy. But you can also take boats that go from that area to Hollywood Studios. Now you can also take the Skyliner. So there are a ton of different ways that you can travel with those Epcot resorts. I love the Epcot resorts. But it probably took 15 minutes. So if you're, if you like see a a bus coming up, it's it's like exactly a one mile walk is what it is. So, you know, it's Disney World. Maybe you don't need to walk any more than you already are doing (laughs) on your own. But if you want a nice quiet stroll, I don't know. It's really nice. Walking
2: 15 minutes and walking into the park is, I mean, it's walking. It's nice. But it's, you're not going to, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not going to walk that mile when I can just get on one of these. By the time you get on and get in and you, stand in line yes, to get on, a, on I think
0: you'll get there faster. A mode walking. of
2: transportation, yeah, you're gonna get there faster walking. So if you're
0: trying to make a reservation, you're trying to hit a fast pass. Yeah, and you're thinking,
2: oh, I'm not walking all the way there. It will take forever. Yeah, you no, could totally the walk. The walk will be faster.
0: But if you if it's the end of the day and you're going to see yeah. Fantasmic or you've got a late an evening dinner reservation and you don't and have any fast passes and you're you. just over it and you want to <laughs> sit down, the boat ride too. Yeah, was. Beautiful, yeah. oh, like yeah. it was peaceful and it was yeah. beautiful. I'm sure it's very much so, like the one that you take at Polynesian. But it yeah, just, we
2: love the boat ride. The boat ride is just cool.
0: It's a different thing. Yeah. You know, it's you a, it's you can a do view. It's trains. a different view. Yeah, you can travel by water. You can travel by land. Yeah. You can travel by air in the Skyliner. Now it's mm-hmm. a pretty amazing thing. Oh,
2: you just made me. I just thought of something else that I'm going to talk about at a different podcast. Gosh,
0: you guys are going to have to make most. sure you subscribe because yep. there's yep. more stuff coming. Because
2: so, I only got one more left today, and, okay. and I want to get to it because I know we got to get to the news. Um, one last one. For Epcot Center. Okay.
0: Number four. <laughs> no, uh, Epcot Center. Epcot. And the brand new information is yeah. that it was changed to Epcot in 1994.
2: four. Ninety three was the last year it was called uh. Epcot Center. Uh, Norway. In Norway, there's a bakery. And the bakery's seating area is kind of built to look like an old-fashioned log cabin. Look up, and you will see that it looks like that. Seating area. The log cabin has a grass roof. Well, guess what? It does have a grass roof. Hmm. That's real grass up there, being used as the roof Wild. of this log cabin, which is exactly is true to uh, uh, old Norwegian log cabins. That's so how they built them. They built them with sod roof, grass roofs, which was uh, apparently kept them warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer, and you so look up there you'll see it, it kind of blends in to the whole mm-hmm. uh, scenery of the area so it's not it's it's kind of tough to even realize that this it's got a grass roof so once you and then once you see it you might just think it's supposed to look like that it's it's real grass and if you look real close you might be able to see the sprinklers that are <laughs> up there to keep it looking beautiful because it's Disney World so of course it's going to be lush green beautiful grass uh 12 months out of the year and if you get lucky you might see some of the disney cast members from the <laughs> horticulture department <laughs> maintaining that, that it they cut the grass with hand clippers they that's cr- how i cut my grass they crawl up only on top disney of the best. log cabin with hand clippers and clip and cut the grass to keep it the perfect length that's insane that it looks good and i think it's the only place in disney world that has something that has a real grass roof and people have to go up and actually cut it and maintain it.
0: Again, it's there is nowhere the else yeah. where attention to detail yeah. is so specific on such a large scale. So
2: if you're in Norway, uh, point go to the bakery, which has amazing food anyway, and point out the grass roof and tell them the story about how that's how they used to build log cabins in Norway. Tell your kids that's how they used to build uh, log cabins in uh, Norway, because it's true, Ooh. and it's really cool right stuff. Right
0: next to Frozen Ever After, yeah. next to what I think is the best princess dining experience on property, and that's Akershus. Oh, I've not been there. Highly recommend. This is how you do it, folks. Pro tip. And
2: Frozen Ever After is a great
0: ride. Yes. If you, you can do Akershus in two ways. If you've got somebody who would enjoy princess dining, first of all, I suggest, well, there's two ways to do it. When we did it the first time, you can get an 8 a.m. Akershus reservation, and the park that part doesn't open till 9 so if you get the 8 a.m. Akershus breakfast reservation, the breakfast is delicious. They have a continental buffet that you can eat off. Of, but then there's like cheesy scrambled eggs and po- cheesy potatoes and sausage and bacon. And uh, I think Mickey waffles, like the whole breakfast mm-hmm. hot stuff that is so delicious. That is like table service. So you can actually sit at the table where buffet character meals become kind of a, a trick to make sure that you're actually eating food, but at your table to see the character. It's, and if you're getting food for your littles, it's, it's it's a lot of work for a parent. So I like that you can go through it first and do the continental stuff if you want to get like a bagel or an English muffin or some grapes or some yogurt or whatever. And then you sit down for the hot stuff and it is so good. So if you get, if you snag an 8am Akershus reservation, you we walked out of our breakfast, the first time we did this at about eight fifty, walked into the standby line for Frozen Ever After, walked through the entire queue directly into one of the boats on Frozen Ever After. And there was nobody else in line to even fill up like there were two rows that were empty. Wow. In the Frozen Ever After thing because wow. it wasn't actually open yet and people weren't back there yeah. to uh to get in line. And by the time we got out and got off, the ride was up to like a 35, 40 minute wait. Mm -hmm. And it was before 9 a.m. So if you get that 8 a.m. reservation, that is a great way to not have to use your tier one fast pass because it is a tier one in Epcot. You can do Frozen Ever After. You're essentially rope dropping it, but you've eaten breakfast first and it is a delicious breakfast. Or what we've done now, since we don't stress too much about how we fast pass things in Epcot as much as the first time we were there, we will get a, I think it's like 11.10 is the last breakfast you can get because I we prefer the breakfast buffets and, and character experiences. We have gone to booking two meals a day, so we book a brunch, like quick snack in the morning when you're on your way out, a granola bar, some yogurt, some oatmeal or something from inside the hotel. You get your 11 a.m. brunch reservation at Akershus and just book your Fast Pass for Frozen Ever After at 10 or so so you can go... Do Frozen Ever After first, and then you're you're. I mean, you are the.
2: You walk right out. It's, and you're it's in, immediately. Yeah, you're in there
0: next to the the place there. So it's a super easy yeah. experience. And if and Frozen you,
2: Ever After is a super cool, it ride. is.
0: If you've got little kids who who have anything to do with Frozen, you want to see it. So you can do a 9 a.m., a 10 a.m., an 11 a.m. Fast Pass if that's how you do it, and make that 10 a.m. one. Uh, your your Frozen Ever After, or you can make your Frozen Ever After one that you would have that would be in the window when you would get out so that's you could cool. get done and walk right on yep that is my and I, seriously i mean we've done cinderella's royal table in the castle and we've done acor shoes if you're on the dining plan cinderella's royal table is in the castle that's priceless but once you've done it and you've like checked the box and you think you can move it away the the one credited acor shoes i think it's a better character experience i think the food is better i think it's a better um Time commitment because it's not as long necessarily as Cinderella's Royal Table. I just accuracy just all the way for Mm -hmm. me. Unless you want to be in the castle, that's always worth doing once. Yeah. All right. News? Yeah. Coronavirus. I'm going to save the coronavirus to last. I'm going to breeze through uh, the rest of these here. Remy's Ratatouille adventure in France has now been added to the map. So, if you get on my Disney experience and you're a nerd and you ever just want to look at the map because it makes you feel like you're home, mm. you should be able to see Ratatouille's or Remy's Ratatouille adventure now in the France Pavilion. The map offers us uh, this according to blogmickey.com. The map offers us much more than just a first look at the pavilion expansion. It also hints at the opening time frame of Remy's Ratatouille adventure and the France Pavilion expansion because the 2020 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival runs through June 1st. It's all but confirmed that Remy's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will open before the end of the festival. So, if you have a trip that is going uh, somewhere before June 1st, you would expect uh, to potentially be able to scope out Remy. So, that's definitely something that you're going to want to be watching because I would assume that would go to a Tier 1 Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. I bet Soren comes off the Tier 1. I'm just guessing.
2: Oh, that'd be great.
0: If Soren would come, because I, I feel like that, to me, in my experience, is one of the easiest same-day Fast Passes to get uh Compared to Test Track and Frozen Ever After, of mm-hmm. the tier ones, I think Soren is, but maybe yeah. they'll keep it in there. I think I think it'll come off, and Remy's will go on, and then in twenty twenty one, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster will be up there <sighs> Which as is gonna well. Be awesome! I cannot wait. You gonna ride it?
2: Probably not. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, you will. We'll see.
0: Let's get some sort let's of let's get is. some sort of sponsored trip. All right. If we get a sponsored trip, I will take you with me. All right. And Erica will go, and my producer will go, and. <sighs> I will have you will ride the roller coasters with me. All right, and I-, I will.
2: That's the only way I'm guaranteeing I'm riding some of those things. <laughs> and
0: then we'll get a therapy sponsor to go. The
2: rock the Aerosmith one is like intense.
0: That's intense. I get off that one. I, I, I've done it twice now, and when I get off, I'm always like, I don't know that I need to do that again. And then we go, and I'm like, okay, I'll just do it. One, one more of
2: time. my, one of my, the people that listen to us on the radio will know this name, Chris Harps He's the yeah. uh, co-host of one of my shows here on the radio station, and. He, his wife, basically made him go to Disney World recently. How did recently. he like it? And he, he always thought, Disney World is great for kids, yeah. but why would I want m- my wife and I to just go there without kids? Tell me he how loved it. How could we not, how could, he loved it. Tell me he's like, he, he can't wait it, to go back. And he thought, and he loves to ride rides. And so he's like, but all the rides at Disney World are like kitty rides. Oh. And so I talked to him all after right. he rode the all rock right and now. roller coaster, he and he was like, Whoa! Nobody told me. He's <laughs> like, nobody no, told that's me because nobody, that it was gonna, gonna be listen. like that. He goes, I did. He goes, he goes. The thing, I got in and they put the straps down, Whoa. and I thought to myself, are we going upside down? <laughs> oh heck yeah, you are, and, yeah, how and how you're gonna you? do it
0: really fast. Yeah,
2: and he was like, I didn't know I was gonna be going upside. Is he down. a coaster guy? Yeah. He's a, he's like a he likes get the him in more here adult to rides and he didn't think Disney had any of that. Can
0: we get him in here to and he t- didn't to think it was he didn't think us?
2: it would be fun unless you have kids or it wouldn't be worth it unless you Toronto. have kids. And I think he's I think his mind has been changed. We're gonna have him in. Yeah, can
0: you can you work that out? I can arrange. He's a hard that. man to get a hold of.
2: Yes, he is. But we can make that happen.
0: All right, a, a couple more news items here. I know that y'all know that the castle is getting remade, and while it is getting uh, the the paint, the little gold hues and the bluer spires and everything. There were some concerns about how this was going to affect the other things that go uh, around on the castle. They've said nothing's going to be canceled. However, um, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair is a popular show that takes place several times a day on the stage in front of Cinderella's uh, Cinderella Castle, excuse me. The show isn't closing altogether, but the number of showings has been reduced from five shows to three shows a day, and they are now going to occur in the evening hours. So they are taking that Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair and uh, pairing it down to three shows, and that's going to be in the evening. So, if you really like that show, if you like the songs and everything, you're going to want to make sure you schedule the opportunity to see that in the evening. That's from kendythepirate.com, a great website to follow if you are looking for Disney updates. Another one from Kenny the Pirate, um, April, uh, Space 220. The restaurant? Mm-hmm. Have you been following this at all? Uh, it's very dramatic. It was barely. supposed to open. Yeah, I mean, suggestions were even late 2019 winter. Mm-hmm. It got pushed back. The chef that they hired decided to go to Vegas, I think, and uh, then they had to find a new chef. Well, it turns out that there is a new anticipated opening date. Uh, it was supposed to be late initially, like I said, late 2019. Most recently, according to KennyThePirate.com, they reported a month ago that the new Space 220 date was pushed back from March 30th to a date in April. Apparently, there was huh. a large pane of glass that was custom that broke during construction. That had to suck. Come on, guys. Um, and this is according to an article from Total Food Service. Space 220 will open next month. Next month, Patrina uh, uh, Patina excuse me, Restaurant Group is set to launch into space with the opening of Space 220 inside Epcot Center. This is what this says. It says center? It says center. Hey! Crazy. I'm not the only one. Creating everlasting magic in the city known for doing just that. The 375-seat restaurant is inspired by the Cosmos, and to anchor their tabletop specification in space with so much gravity, or lack thereof, uh, PRG's procurement team selected the ultra-sleek pattern in black. So you can see a little bit more information on this, but there is the anticipated April 2020 date, which means I'm sure the second that they announced that starting date, reservations would be accessible. So if it's if it's a must-do and you've got a vacation coming up, you are absolutely going to want to be watching that because those reservations are going to book up and book up very fast. Coronavirus. Here we go. Speaking of di- dining reservations. Here we go. This is from the chief medical officer, Dr. Pamela Heimel, for Disney World and Disneyland. As you may know... Who do you think
2: that salary is?
0: Uh, it's more than mine. Whew. Significantly multiplied the times exponentially. Chief medical officer of Disney. Yes. World. Like, you got to know your stuff. You cannot... Right, you Play did. in that arena. you got to know what you're doing. Um, as you may know from the news, COVID-19, commonly known as Novel Coronavirus 2019, has become a more widespread concern. As part of our commitment to the health and well-being of our cast guests and the larger community, we are carefully monitoring the evolving coronavirus situation and are in regular contact with health agencies for information and guidance. While Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort are welcoming guests as usual, and we continue to implement preventative measures in line with the recommendation of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and other health agencies. While Disney World, Disneyland, and all of our parks and resorts around the world have high standards of cleanliness, which assists with illness prevention, and we have health and safety protocols in place, such as training for cast members with ongoing reinforcement on a regular basis, defined cycles for frequent cleaning and disinfection of targeted areas, Easy access to hand-washing facilities and hand sanitizers. Quick response to spills, trash, and other situations. End-of-day sanitation procedures for restroom, kitchen, and other facilities. Frequent cleaning and, quote, wash-down of outdoor locations, including walkways and queues. Queues. Think Hmm. about that for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Additionally, our on-site health teams and leaders are communicating with our cast members about illness prevention, including the guidance of the CDC. The CDC recommends everyday preventative actions to help stop the spread of germs, such as staying at home when sick, washing hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, following proper respiratory cough etiquette, avoiding close contact with people who are sick and avoiding touching eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. The CDC provides more detailed coronavirus information on its website, and as always, your personal physician is a valuable resource for specific medical questions you may have. If you have any questions about visiting Walt Disney World Resort or Disneyland Resort, please call 407-W-DISNEY. Please visit Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort to learn more about our health and safety measures for the coronavirus. Thank you, Dr. Pamela Heimel, Chief Medical Officer, Disney Parks Experiences and Products.
2: Real question. Sure. Somebody, you're going to Disney World. Your trip is next week or within a month. And you read that somebody at Disney World had coronavirus. To it change your mind at all?
0: Um... I would pay a lot of attention to it. It does not immediately change my mind. It doesn't mind either. It, I mean, because the chances of somebody who has coronavirus being at Disney World is probably It's going to happen. It's, it's, yes. it's
2: going to happen at some point. Or it's going to happen at some point.
0: Other things. Yeah. You know, it's Disney World. It's How many people have been at Disney World with the flu? Yeah. If you want to go on a, a vacation, if you want to go to a sporting event, if you want to go to an arena, if you want to go to a concert, yeah. there are lots of people there. And you are the one who has to be the most in control of your own hygiene and mm-hmm. you got to like double it up. So I think for, for me personally, I don't have anybody in my family that is maybe higher risk. But I do have dear friends who were just at Disney World in the middle of February who have a son who is very high risk. And I think they would absolutely reconsider. Yeah. So I think it's probably circumstantial. I think that it's definitely one of those scenarios where everybody knows their own personal circumstance best. And you've got to follow your gut instinct. I'm paying attention to it right now. If I'm going in the next month, but I'm not pulling the cord. I'm not pulling pulling it immediately.
2: Yeah, me either.
0: So, I'll go right now. You want to go? Yeah. You want to go ride expedition Everest?
2: If if you're taking me, if I'm right buying.
0: Now,
2: if you're buying,
0: <laughs> I think we can probably get some cheap airfare. I'll
2: ride all your rides. Yeah. I'll absolutely. ride all your crazy, scary rides. Well,
0: thanks for listening to this edition to Main Street Cred on the Pixie Dust Podcast. It's a pleasure. Tony Colombo here with me. To have these conversations with you, please email Annie Fry Show. That's F R E Y. Fry Show at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or uh, questions, comments about anything that we have discussed here. We'd love to hear from you. You can also subscribe to this podcast. Please make sure that you go to your Facebook favorite podcast subscriber and uh, click that subscribe button so that you get updates whenever we upload new content. And please, if you have any questions about booking a Disney world trip, reach out to our friend, Erica Murphy, E R I K a at magic You can also find her on Facebook. Mag- uh, Erica Murphy magic expeditions is her Facebook page. And until next time, mm-hmm. thanks for listening to the pixie dust podcast.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,